Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411, all about Peter August. It's only going to be one episode, guys. Hang in there with us. And if you're listening to this in the future, this is very controversial that we're doing this right now. I can't believe people are so mad. They're so mad at us for doing this. They're like, you're wasting your time. So going to talk about Peter August. He's only been on for not even four years. So it's not going to be that. It'll be okay. We'll make it through. Yeah. We, I think you're right. We need to know who Baby Lou's dad is. Yeah. We're going to need this in the future. And he's changed poor Charles. And in fairness, someone was like, did they, I think they were talking about the show show. Mm -hmm. Like, did they do one about Shiloh? And we didn't do one about Shiloh. True. But he didn't, we can, we'll do one about Shiloh. Shiloh was very concentrated in Dawn of Day. I feel like if we just do a Dawn of Day. Right. Then we have it. Right. Like that's all Shiloh. Where Peter started out good then was kind of bad then was really bad and he had the whole love affair with Maxie and all that right so he definitely played more across the board than shiloh correct and so we're using general hospital fandom like we always do so on november 14th 2017 peter august appeared when he arrived at the metro court hotel in port charles new york for a job interview as for a corporate position meeting drew kane who along with sam morgan had purchased Derek wells media formerly one of the front companies for the Jerome crime family. We still need to do Julian. Oh, yeah. And I think the reason that we haven't done Julian is because of how long it would be. Mm-hmm. Peter, we're like, yep, this will be quick and easy and over. Previously owned by Julian Jerome and had been renamed Aurora Media in the hopes of making the company totally legitimate and crime-free. <laughs> yeah. On November 29th, Sam Morgan revealed in a press conference to form- formally and publicly launch the company that Peter August is the new chief operating officer of Aurora Media. Is that what Michael is now? I think. Okay. Peter soon quickly begins impressing 
Drew and Sam by working along alongside not only them both, but with Nita Reeves, who Sam kept in charge of Crim- Crimson Publications, which renamed which remained the top division of Aurora Media and worked with her and Maxie Jones in covering popular news bulletins and national events to gain high revenue and corporate influence for Crimson. As the CEO, COO of Aurora, Peter is also one of Nina's bosses. He later also meets and interviews Lulu Spencer for a job at Aurora the week after, from whereupon Lulu joins the company as a tabloid reporter and journalist. This is when he was impressed by her article about cheese. Yes. <laughs> One article. <laughs> and now she gets a job as top tabloid reporter and journalist. Uh-huh. For the rest of 2017, Peter comes to highly respect his employers and colleagues for forging a partnership with Sam and Nina while gaining the respect of Drew and also harboring a friendship with Lulu, Maxie, and Nathan West. In mid-December of 2017, Lulu conducts an interview with Nathan after the latter discovers that the infamous criminal mastermind Cesar Faison, oh, where's your husband? Where's my husband? <laughs> is his biological father. Nathan, he seriously wants, like, we're going to have to plan to do Cesar, like, in the winter when I'm not that busy with work. Because <laughs> not only does he want to be on our show talking about Cesar, like, he wants to watch. Oh, my gosh. So I'm going to have to watch all of Cesar. And it's, <laughs> I love my husband. I love watching TV with my husband. But then you get to the point where, like, I can't even watch it without him. Right. And that's annoying. <laughs> mostly because I work from home. So when I'm doing administrative stuff, I can have stuff running in the background, which is when I watch a lot of my right. stuff. Like I'll be doing a mailing and I'm like, yeah, I can watch five hours of Cesar today. Now no. you have to concentrate on, concentrate your time when he I can know. do it with you. It's going to be a good episode though. I know. Nathan, who was shocked at this revelation, begins working alongside Dante Falconeri and then seeks help of Lulu and Crimson to lure Faison out of high hiding so that the PCPD can capture him and incarcerate him for good. Lulu then calls upon Peter and Nina to aid Nathan in using Crimson's influence to expose Faison to the internet, but Maxie panics after she becomes pregnant with Nathan's child, though Nathan is determined to find Faison nonetheless. In addition, the interview ends up garnering the attention of Sonny Corinthos, Jason Morgan, and Anna Devine. In January 2018, when Drew and Sam go on their honeymoon, Peter is left in charge of Aurora. On January 23rd, Peter rejects Anna's offer to make a fake story to lure Faison by making it based on his other son, since it apparently violates the company's ethics commission. <laughs> wow. I'd like to read their mission statement <laughs> you know, see exactly what falls in there. But okay. Anna is left shocked of Peter's unwillingness to cooperate, and before leaving, she said she didn't believe him. On January 25th, Peter was held hostage at gunpoint by Cesar, then Maxie Jones arrived. In an attempt to stop Faison, Peter tries to shoot him, but he got shot instead. However, he was wearing a bulletproof vest and was uninjured. It's like he knew that Faison would shoot him. Right! Hmm. After the hostage situation ended with Faison shooting Nathan and Jason shooting Faison, Peter left the Metro Court and was stalking Anna Devane at the very location where she was waiting to meet Faison's son, Heinrich, possibly hinting that Peter is Heinrich. He also burned his bulletproof vest. By doing so, he destroyed evidence. Well, duh. He wasn't going to keep it around. (laughs) On January 31st, Peter visited Faison at his hospital room and called him dad, revealing himself as Heinrich. They exchanged threats and insults before Peter tells his father he killed the wrong son as Nathan had died from his wound that night. Peter is gleeful that he outmaneuvered his father. He further gloats over holding all the cards, including the flash drive containing Drew's memories. Faison had trouble breathing and grabbed for the emergency button while begging his son for help. Peter whips the button out of Faison's hand and says, you taught me better than that. 
Peter proudly saunters out of the room, leaving Faison to gasp for air and ultimately die. Peter attended his brother Nathan's funeral, and later on February 19th, he mourned and apologized to him in his gravesite for being indirectly responsible for his death. Oh, yeah, because you totally set the whole thing up. Yep. After finding out from Maxie that his father had Huntington's disease, he did a blood test with Dr. Griffin Monroe's help. On March 16th, like his nephew or niece, it's confirmed that he hasn't inherited Huntington's disease from his father. Soon, he began having an interest in his brother's widow, Maxie Jones, constantly being there for her without knowing who he really is. Griffin soon found out about Peter's true identity and soon confronted him. Peter was able to manipulate him into not reporting him to the authorities. That was messed up. Griffin, come on. You should have told the truth. In May, Peter escorted Maxie to the Nurses Ball of 2018. During the Nurses Ball, he met his long-lost cousin, Robin. Later, when leaving the Nurses Ball, Maxie's water breaks in Peter's car. Peter helps Maxie deliver a healthy baby boy on the side of the road. James! Do you want to start whining about his birthday party now? That was May 21st. (laughs) (laughs) Afterwards, he confronts Anna Devane at the pier before being held at gunpoint by Jason Morgan. On May 22nd, to save his life, Anna reveals to both Peter and Jason that he is her son. In the end, Peter was taken into custody by the PCPD and the WSB, and on May 25th, May 25th, despite Robert and Dante's opposition, Anna refused to testify against her son. Through Valentine's help, he was able to escape. However, he was kidnapped by Liesl Obrecht with the help of Nina. Mm. I like whenever Nina's being bad but not dumb bad like Mm -hmm. she's being right now. Liesl and Nina held Peter captive in a cabin in the woods for being indirectly responsible for Nathan's death, and Liesl tortured slash starved him several times, even trying to kill him on a few occasions despite Nina's opposition to murder. If you really hate Peter, go back and watch those scenes. <laughs> such good. Like, as I'm reading it, it's flashing through my mind. Liesl that- was awesome. She was <laughs> that- tortured by her son's death, yep. you know. That- and Peter wasn't... Wes Ramsey's a great actor. Right. Peter, who was failing to convince Nina out of the plot, almost got lucky when a scout named Wyatt Hoover attempted to rescue him, but Liesl came in and caused Wyatt to hide under the bed. After she left, Peter had Wyatt take her a notebook. Take her notebook. Oh, take her notebook, not her a notebook. Mm -hmm. Sorry. After she left, Peter had Wyatt take her notebook and give it to Franco and Finn, who soon discovered the whole kidnapping. Liesl later brought Peter to Spoon Island and started to hold him captive there. But Peter was finally able to persuade an unwilling Nina to help him escape, only for Liesl to catch them. Enraged, Liesl sets Spoon Island on fire with the two of them inside, and she gets arrested. Valentine and Finn save the two, and Peter is hospitalized as a result of being held captive for two months. I remember that. So they just talked about, they just re-ran Wes Ramsey's interview on... Stephen Bradford's podcast. That's awesome. Oh, okay. And so I, I re-listened to it and they kept talking about the fact that, because Wes Ramsey is tall. Yeah. And for Valentine and Finn to be carrying him, he got, he actually hit his head. Aww. And so when he was watching it with Laura Wright, she's like, oh my gosh, did you really just hit your head? <laughs> because it was awkward because of his height. Right. For them to be the one, you know. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Poor guy. It's a really good episode. Poor guy. Don't listen to his it. Head. I know. In August, the WSB cleared Peter of all his charges, and after being released from the hospital, 
Peter bought a new gossip magazine called The Invader. He is determined to reshape the media company, so he hired Lulu Spencer to help him in doing so. Because again, she's such an amazing journalist. She needs to be on all the time. On September 13th, he met with his cousin Robin at the Metro Court. They talked about his father. She points out that they both grew up in Faison's shadow, and she doesn't want that for her children. He assures her he doesn't plan to hurt her or her children. Robin says she won't lobby on her mother's behalf. If he chooses to have a relationship with Anna, that's his choice. She admits that Emma is curious about him, and Peter says he may give her a reason to introduce him to her children one day. In November, Peter meets his half-sister, Britt Brit Westmore. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I'm like, I really wish that we had been able to see Anna struggle with all the Alex stuff, and could Alex be with Robin? Yes. Like, that. I understand that Brittany... Brittany, what Kimberly McCullough? <laughs> oh, because I looked down and saw Brit. I got it. Kimberly McCullough has decided to retire from acting quietly, going on about her life, which she's doing amazing things. But that was an awesome. That was something that could have been so awesome, even just doing it over Zoom or like video call. Exactly. Like because she's a doctor, right? So, okay, what are the chances? You know, exactly all these things that. But maybe she didn't want to bring her daughter into. That. I know because I mean we talk about it all the time that. You, you know, even, yeah, even when your kids are adults, they're still your kids. Right. But this I feel like that would have been. Yeah. No, I agree. It would have been good. On January 11th, 2019, Peter met with Anna at a cafe and was committed to getting to know her and her extended family, even asking about her twin sister, Alex Merrick. Anna mentioned that the less said about Alex, the better. And as they were chatting out and as they were chatting, Anna suddenly got a headache and lost consciousness. Oh God, this is okay. When she woke up, she started panicking because she couldn't see anything, and Peter was concerned, so he took her to the hospital where she was treated by Finn. He restored her sight and neutralized the virus that made her go blind. After Lulu had been stabbed by the serial killer, Peter was initially a suspect but was proven to be innocent, and he came clean since he had nothing to hide. Then why did he come clean? Because he had nothing... Whatever. (laughs) On March 1st, Robert and Anna confronted Peter about anything he knew about patients one through five. And Peter swore he didn't know much and he never met this man named Dr. Arthur Cabot. That's when the lies started. Mm -hmm. In April, Anna encouraged Peter to tell Maxie how he feels and he did, plus she confessed her feelings for Peter. They shared a kiss and Peter thanked her by saying it was a very mom thing to do. That's exactly the same line that we just read. Is that the same or did they actually explain this better than they did in the Maxie one that we read last week? I think they explained this better. Okay. At the 2019 Nurses Ball, Peter congratulated Anna and Finn after they just got engaged when Finn proposed to her on stage, which was so cute because he was so nervous. In June, Peter agreed to help Maxie find Dante and bring him home for Lulu. Peter was initially against the idea since Dante was suffering a severe case of PTSD, but since Maxie was bound and determined, he agreed to help. Maxie's dad, Frisco Jones, gave her and Peter temporary clearances to enter the WSB facility in Ithaca where Dante was being treated. On July 15th, after Maxie learned that Dante refused to see them, she she pushed her way into the room he was in. Dante quickly grabbed an agent's gun and shot Peter and the soldier, but thankfully it was a clean wound and no surgery required. Darn. Too bad they didn't kill him then. Why? He was not bad then. We just knew he was starting to be bad. We just knew that he was lying. He was starting to be bad. Yes. But he wasn't bad. Okay. On August 21st, it was revealed that Peter had aided and abetted Helena Cassadine in her plan to kidnap Drew from his post in Afghanistan back in 2012. When he had shown up to the spot, nobody knew nobody knew it, but Hank Archer caught a glimpse of him. Later that day, Hank, now known as Shiloh, called Peter for a visit in prison and blackmailed him into helping him get out of Pentonville, or else he would reveal Peter's part in the Jason Morgan conspiracy. 
As a result, Peter had someone crash Drew's flight in Afghanistan, presumably killing him. And we still don't know if that's the case. On September 3rd, Peter had someone stab Dr. Andre Maddox. This is when we started hating him. Mm -hmm. Twice in the abdomen. So yes, if Dante had killed him ahead of time, then this stuff would have not happened. Right. Okay. But at the time, there wasn't really good reason for him to necessarily die other than being Faison's son. I feel like we just knew he was going to go bad, but go ahead. Okay. I don't remember my feelings. And did you go back and watch any of these? No. I didn't. Okay. Peter had someone, uh, Dr. Andre Maddox, twice in the abdomen upon his return to Port Charles, which was orchestrated by Drew prior to his presumed death. His coming back to Port Charles, not being stabbed twice. That makes it sound like Drew coordinated with Peter to have him stabbed. Right. That's not how it happened, guys. Andre survived at GH and Peter tried to kill himself, but was, oh, Peter tried to kill him himself, but was forced to leave. It was only on September 10th that Peter was revealed to be the perpetrator of Drew's presumed death and Andre's attempted murder. On September 19th, Peter tried to have Shiloh killed, but the hitman helped him escape custody instead. Shiloh called Peter to give him $35,000 in cash so he would not expose him. While on his way to deliver the money at the docks, Peter sees Dev and, quote, Wiley at the pier. Why is it, quote, Wiley? That's his name now. Okay. Oh, I guess this was before we knew that that was actually Jonah. Right. Okay. At the pier, after Shiloh freed them from being his hostages. As Jason goes to rescue Sam from Shiloh, Dev asks Peter to help him, and Peter eventually helps Dev and Wiley go to GH. Maxie then confronts Peter about withdrawing a lot of money and going to the docks. Peter lies to her by saying he wanted to look at a new place to live by the docks. Because you always take $35,000 cash to just go look at houses. I had someone ask me that once because it was a cash deal. Like they got a cash offer and they're like, are they just really going to bring cash to the table? I was like, no, they have the cash in the bank and the bank will wire it to you or give you a check. Can I have it all in ones, please? That would be fun. But I totally... If you've never known, and because that's how we refer to it, it's a cash offer. Right. So. That's funny. It was sweet. Later, Shiloh's dead body was brought to GH after Sam killed him in Jason's defense by flare gun. Just going to add that one in there. (laughs) Shiloh went boom. I remember that scene, though, because Jason was like, dude, why do you have all this? Why do you have this bag? Yeah. What's going on here? Again, you don't usually take cash with you to go look at apartments. Not $35,000 on October. You need a receipt. You need a canceled check showing that you paid first and last month's rent and your security deposit. Hmm. On October 10th, Peter and Bryce, who's Bryce? Framed Sam for helping Shiloh escape. I don't remember who Bryce is. Okay. On November 28th, Peter learned that Franco decided to get his memories back, which upset him. So on December 9th, he eventually hired a hitman named David Black to kill him and Andre. However, after having a talk with Anna, he later tried to call off the hit, but he could not get a hold of him. Peter eventually grabbed a gun and shot David Black. So that was, he was kind of coming around. He's like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have people killing other people. I'm going to go kill the hitman. But that was when he thought he was Anna's son for a minute. Right. So he was trying to be good to be like Anna instead of bad to be like Faison. Right. When Anna found him, he spun the story and claimed that he found David and something didn't seem right about him. And when he tried to kill both Andre and Franco, he killed them in their defense. On December 16th, David Black died from his gunshot wound. On December 20th, it was revealed that Peter worked at Eurotech, which was a shell company for the DVX, and he was there at the same time as David Black, which was all that paperwork that Anna wouldn't hand over. Yep. Because she's not right. Protecting him. Crazy. She's protecting her who they shot with the who she thought was her son. Mm-hmm. On January 3rd, 2020, Peter and Maxie went to Nina and Valentine's wedding, and eventually the wedding was crashed when a not-so-dead Nicholas Cassadine came in with Ava in his arms and revealed that Valentine is not the rightful Cassadine heir 
and that he is not even a Cassidine at all. He is Helena's son. While the confrontation was happening, Peter and Maxie took Charlotte to her room to make sure she didn't hear any of it. Eventually, Valentine came and picked up Charlotte since he was planning to run, but Maxie and Peter tried to stop him. Maxie took Charlotte out of the room before Valentine kneed Peter in the stomach, and he took off with her. Maxie found Peter, who later convinced her there was nothing more they could do at Windermere. On January 9th, Peter went to see Anna, and when she asked him about Eurotech, he admitted to working there from 2011 until 2013, but spun the story and didn't give a lot of useful information. He later told Anna that he didn't want to be Heinrich ever again, and she said he is so much more than his father's son before hugging him. On January 13th, Anna withheld the part about Peter being at Eurotech to protect him. Later on, when Peter found out, he was grateful to Anna and said he wanted to be the son that she deserved. Yeah, why didn't he hold on to that? Well, I mean, yeah, because she was hiding information for him. Of course, he wants to be whatever she says then until she goes against him. I think that he really did want to be, he wanted to be a good person. He had a choice to still be a good person, no matter who his mom was. I know. So no. I know. On February 10th, Peter overheard Robert and Anna discussing the fact that Sam and Jason were helping him find evidence on Peter in exchange for help with Sam's parole problem. He played it off as if he didn't know what was going on, but he later called the attorney general and sabotaged the investigation, which got Robert pulled off the case and put Sam and Jason back to square one. On March 6th, Peter framed Liesl Obrecht for Drew's presumed death and for both counts of attempting to murder Andre Mott. Maddox and for attempting to murder Franco Baldwin back in December of 19, which resulted in Anna gleefully having two WSB agents arrest her for Peter's crimes. Maxie was devastated and he consoled her while still keeping his secrets and lies under wraps. I really do think that he did want to be good. I don't think that was a lie. I think he just didn't. He just chose to not continue mm-hmm. trying to be good. Okay. I think... For the little bit, I think that he no, did I have like the it intention. Was multiple personality. This part of him. Did and this part did Why didn't they do that? That would have been good. That's how I feel like it was because he was so two different people. Yeah. So that would have been better. He was conflicted. He was more than conflicted. That he was just wrong. But anyway, I agree. He was ultimately a villain. Well, that's something else that they talk about with Wes on the um, podcast episode because when these characters, I mean, think about it. Luke was only supposed to be on for six weeks, right? And he's a legend now yeah you know so when they first start these characters they really don't know how long they're going to be around so they don't really know how to play them true until they get this writing where it oh okay so i might be this and then oh wait what i'm phase on son now i have to go figure out who phase on is hey i wonder how much research he did to be like seriously crazy are my parents right but i mean yeah it's yeah Hmm. on april 14th peter was at anna's house to help get violet Finn's birthday party. Every time I read that, I like skip over it because I think Violet and Finn are two separate names, but yes. To get Violet Finn's birthday party set up and Robert asks for his help with balloons. Robert pretended to try to make peace with Peter who was skeptical but played along. Robert then claimed that while they would never be best buds, they could coexist. Later on, Peter called his henchman to let him know to go ahead with the distraction for Robert since he could still be a problem. And we did read this one we were talking about whatever. Maxie? Yeah. (laughs) On April 20th, it was revealed that the distraction that Peter created was Holly Sutton's death. Robert received a call that seemingly confirmed her demise, much to his heartbreak. And like we said when we read this last time, we still don't know what's going on with Holly. She's trapped in a room somewhere, but we haven't talked about her since then. Right. On May 6th, Peter met with his henchman and told him that he only wanted a distraction and not Holly's death. The henchman claimed that he had nothing to do with the incident that caused Holly's death. 
August 19th, during the 2020 Nurses Ball, Maxie accidentally reveals to everyone that she is pregnant after a microphone malfunction before her deception cosmetics pitch. Now, that wasn't mentioned in Maxie last week, was it? I think it was. I thought that we had to add it. No, I thought that okay. it was, but maybe, maybe okay. not. I don't know. Peter finds Maxie afterwards and she confirms that she is pregnant. They embrace and share in their excitement for the baby. Mac and Anna join them and they confirm the news to the grandparents-to-be who are both overjoyed. Maybe we had to come here to read it, but we read that exact same sentence okay. when we were talking about Maxie. On October 12th, Peter and Maxie officially get engaged while they're at the hospital for a checkup on the baby. On October 26th, Peter decided to hire Dante, who just came back to Port Charles, as head of security at the Invader after Dante claimed that he was looking for some security work. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> That's know what okay. Unbeknownst to Peter, however, Dante was actually brainwashed to complete a mission to take down Peter. Oh, complete I wish that, the mission. I wish that Dante had been the one. That would have been so yeah. much better. Yeah. But Sam stopped that because she didn't know. Right. On February 3rd, 2021, (laughs) Peter fired Dante from his position as the head of security at the Invader after a talk with Maxie, especially since he overheard Dante saying that he has a hard time with Peter since he's Nathan's half-brother. February 8th, Peter finally revealed to Valentine that he's responsible for Drew's presumed death, the murder attempts on Andre and Franco, and for framing Liesl for his crimes. He admitted that it felt good to get it off his chest, but asked Valentine to keep his secrets. Valentine agreed to do so. On February 24th, Peter went to see Anna, who asked him about his connection to David Black. She gave him plenty of opportunities to tell the truth, since she now knows that the crimes of Peter, since she now knows that crimes Peter has committed to cover up his involvement with Drew's abduction in July 2012. Is it really an abduction? I mean, Jason was shot and fell into the harbor right. and they just took his body. Yep. I guess that is an abduction. Okay. Peter didn't tell the truth and instead stuck to his story before he threw the evidence that Anna withheld into the fireplace. On March 1st, Peter was getting ready for his double wedding with Maxie, Anna, and Finn, and he was gloating to on about how nobody was going to stop him. Like, like talking out loud, like you do to a deceased person. Okay. Like, haha, you did not stop me. Okay. Dante came by with a friendly warning and said that Peter would answer to him if he made Maxie regret their wedding day. Oh, Peter thought that something was off with Dante, especially since Dante talked about Peter's mission when he first came to town and revealed that he has a mission of his own. As Dante clenched his fist, da- Valentine came by and Dante left. Valentine and Peter shared a heart to heart before he gave Peter a gift. After Valentine left, a mysterious man came and put a bag over Peter's head before dragging him down to a closet in the parking garage. Dante eventually found him and untied him before they made their way to the double wedding. That was like so anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. As the wedding got back on track, Liesl showed up and revealed to everybody that Peter is not Anna's son. He's actually the son of Anna's twin sister, Alex Devane. Alex Merrick. Mm-hmm. This revelation devastated Peter and it stopped the wedding between Finn and Anna since it was revealed that Anna knew since Halloween of last year and she didn't tell Finn or Peter. Maxie felt like that didn't change how she felt about Peter and she still wanted to marry him, which led Valentine, which led to Valentine finally exposing Peter's crimes to Maxie. Peter kept lying despite the fact that his cover was blown and all the stress led to Maxie having Braxton Hicks contractions. After she was taken to the hospital, Peter was determined to go up to her Robert, Anna, Dante, and Sam tried to keep her, keep him away from her. Peter couldn't be arrested because there was no evidence against him, but Robert vowed that day would come, hopefully sooner rather than later. He managed to leave and make his way up to his room at the Metro Corp before opening his safe and pulling out the gun. He went downstairs. He was hit with a tire iron before being kidnapped by Franco. Franco dragged Peter. He was kidnapped in like three days. Mm-hmm. Twice in three days. Yeah. 
Franco dragged Peter into his art studio and tied him to a chair before turning on a floodlight which shone on his face. Franco scarred Franco scared Peter and threatened him with his tools that he has. That was, was great. Was so, so good. good. Peter demanded Franco to untie him and to let him go, but Franco threatened to kill him. He revealed to Peter that he knows what Peter did. He knows that Peter was responsible for Drew's abduction from his post in July 2012 and that he was responsible for Drew's presumed death. Peter kept claiming that he was coerced by Helena and his father, but Franco slapped him and warned him not to make himself to be the victim again. When Franco threatened to cut Peter's tongue with a scalpel, ugh, he finally got Peter to confess everything he did. He hired Hank Archer to ambush Drew and delivered him to Helena. He orchestrated the memory transfer between Jason and Drew. He caused Drew's presumed death in 2019. He hired David Black to kill Andre and Franco before he killed David himself, and he framed Obrecht for his crimes. Franco finally admitted that he was not going to kill Peter and that he had recorded the confession. Peter said his confessions would not hold up since it was made under duress. Peter could call 911. Before Franco could call 911, Peter escapes his restraints and takes his gun back from him after a struggle. Peter tries to shoot Franco, but only succeeds in shooting him in the chest after a second struggle for the gun. Peter exits the gallery after deleting the recording of the confession and leaves Jason to find Franco's bleeding body. Elizabeth arrives moments later and tries to, resusc <laughs> and tries to resuscitate her husband while Jason calls 911. Franco tells Elizabeth that he loves her and the boys before passing away. We need to... Um, we need to figure out where we ended with Franco and finish him because we did the two-part series of oh, Franco, right. but it didn't cover his death. Yet. Nope. So we need to do that. Peter made his way to the hospital and tried to see Maxie, but Valentine warned him that she shouldn't, that he shouldn't be there. Peter insisted that he was not going anywhere and he was not going to run. On March 17th, Peter visited Nathan's grave. I always hated when he went to Nathan's grave. Mm -hmm. anyway. Like they were really chummy, chummy brothers. They right. weren't. Stop. Where he was approached by Cyrus Renault. Peter initially pulled out his gun and aimed it at Cyrus, who had a sniper aimed at Peter in self-defense. When Peter put down his gun, he and Cyrus schemed to frame Jason for the crime. You know what would have been really good and would have actually probably... I mean, obviously, he had just killed Franco, so it's not going to help anything. If he had shot at Cyrus and then the sniper killed him. Mm -hmm. It would have been like the one good thing that he did. Yep. Okay. When Peter put down his gun, dun, 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 dun. Cyrus proceeded to use Gladys Corbin, who also disliked Jason for a perceived but not true rejection of her son into the family business. Gladys witnessed Peter's killing of Franco and the disposal of the gun. Cyrus convinced her to tell the police that she saw Jason. In return, Peter became an associate of Cyrus and would publish an article which exposed the scandal of Chase's paternity. On March 19th, Peter returned to the gravesite expecting to meet with Maxie, but found Dante instead. Dante revealed that Maxie didn't text him. He did. When Peter asked why, Dante pulled out a gun and aimed it at him and said he had to complete the mission. Again, that would have been a better death. Mm -hmm. Peter became scared and tried to talk Dante down before he said he'd never done anything to Dante. Dante said that Peter is a threat to Maxie and the baby, but Peter said he would never hurt her, would never hurt either one of them, and said that Dante would be hurting them. Dante said that they would be better off without him, and Peter told Dante that he's confused and is having a PTSD episode. When Dante said, I have to complete the mission again, Peter asked what mission and who gave him this mission. Peter tried backing away, and as Dante walked closer, walked up closer to him with his gun, Peter fell down. Sam found Dante holding Peter at gunpoint and tried to talk him down. Dante said that he had a mission, that he had to complete the mission, and Sam asked Dante if someone ordered him to kill Peter. Dante said this was justice for Maxie and Drew, but Sam said it would that justice would be Peter getting arrested, standing trial, and going to prison for life and told him not to throw his life away for Peter. 
Sam tried to appeal to him by getting him to think about the people who love him and to think about Rocco. When Dante had a flashback to a happy memory of him and Rocco, he started shaking and managed to lower his gun with Sam's help. After Sam ordered Peter to get out of there, she asked Dante what he was thinking. Dante was confused and admitted he wasn't sure he wasn't thinking before, and he added that he was outside of himself when he almost killed Peter. Dante teared up and told Sam that WSB told him he was better and realized that he needed to get help. Sam gently took his hands ugh, and promised to get some help, so he took him to GH so he could get in to see Kevin for a psych evaluation. At least she handled that correctly and took him to the hospital. Yes. After Peter and Cyrus successfully framed Jason, a chain of events led to Jason being sent to Pentonville, getting stabbed, getting shot in the back, and becoming a fugitive with Britt by running off to Canada. Meanwhile, Peter attempted to kill Finn to get back at Anna, but ended, po ended up poisoning Chase instead, leaving him severely hospitalized. When Gladys accidentally revealed to Cyrus that his obsession, the beautiful model Sasha Gilmore, was pregnant, he realized she was a liability. Peter mentioned witnessing... I still don't understand the obsession. Like, I wasn't picking up on that. Okay. Peter mentioned witnessing Gladys's son, Brando Corbin, and Sasha's closeness, which led to Peter kidnap Cyrus and Peter kidnapping Gladys and holding her hostage. Peter then went on to say how he never changed from his evil Heinrich persona and how he ruined everything, roasting and devastating him. In the process, Peter accidentally admitted that he killed Maxie's real nurse before hiring the fake. Maxie had recorded the entire conversation and sent to Mac while a rescued Gladys told the police that she really saw Peter the night Franco was murdered. Realizing that he was a fugitive, Peter went to the hospital roof, planned to escape via helicopter when the pilot told him he could not land, then appeared and demanded the antidote for Chase, saying that he will not be escaping. Peter threw the vial of the antidote off the roof and proceeded to walk away, but in an act of rage, then grabbed Peter and tossed him down a flight of stairs. Elizabeth soon reached Peter's body at the bottom of the flight, noticing his bleeding head and then realizing he had no pulse. Peter was finally dead, so Finn and Elizabeth covered up his death. Oh, and then there's an after-death section. I don't know that that's really anything exciting. It just talks okay. about the fact that... <clears throat> yeah, on June 16th, 2021, it was revealed that Cyrus had shut down the security cameras on the hospital stairwells to smuggle out drugs. That is why Peter was not shown on camera as he escaped to the roof. It is shown in flashbacks that Liz and Finn hid Peter's body in a freezer in the secret lab below GH by taking a service elevator hidden on the roof. They will move his body later. Anna finds out the stairwell cameras were shut off by Cyrus and goes to investigate the roof where she finds the elevator door. You know, the one thing that they did not talk about in this is when he wrote that book. Because he wrote that book, The it Severed Branch. Right, it's The Severed yeah, Branch. it says right there, but they didn't talk about it. You're right. No. Under the pseudonym P.K. Sinclair. Which was a name that Faison had used. Yes. Yeah, huh. and that's oh, Heinrich is a professional writer under his father's pen name P.K. Sinclair. He wrote a book called *The Severed Branch* that is based off his childhood and his relationship with his father. It was published in 2018. He received an early copy in late March. Okay, and then it talks about Valentine's relationship, where he was really more of a father to Heinrich than Faison was. Valentine has a lot of guilt over Heinrich. Well, yeah, because he stalked him as a child because of the connection to Anna, yeah, and then never did anything. Good for him. Like, took him from the nice people and gave him to Faison. What the heck? Yep. Oh, Peter's 44 at death. Oh, there you go. He was born June 13th, 1976 at 3.26 p.m. Again. Wow. How do I know these? <laughs> okay. Okay. That's funny. And his other aliases. So he was P.K. Sinclair, as we mentioned. Octavian Stone, pseudonym in his book. So that was the character. Right. Henry Francois, Roger Brown, 
more creative there, dude. And Anthony Brady. But I like his nickname by Liesl of Flopsy Cotton Bottom. <laughs> and then Spinelli calls him Faison Jr. Psycho by Brooklyn. Demented son of a beep. Some cheap imitation knockoff Faison by Maxie. Oh, that was so, that was so good. good. She was so angry. This is the best. Scene. She just kept calling him Heinrich, Heinrich, Heinrich. And he was like, stop calling me that. I know. So good. So he died 10 days away from his 45th birthday. Okay. Interesting. So we did ask if anyone had any, and I didn't, <laughs> any positive feedback and everyone hated us. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I had a feeling we weren't going to get necessarily, there, there's not really anything positive that he did. So it just said, love it, love him or hate him. There's no denying that Peter August forever changed Port Charles. Do you have a most memorable or favorite part of Peter? So it was definitely implying you don't have to right. like him. A lot of people are wishing that or hoping that they bring Wes back as Peter's good twin. Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of over the twin stories, though. Yeah. I really wish Peter could have redeemed himself, loved his character. He and Maxie were good together. He could have been the good one, the good part of Faison and Alex. Because Alex wasn't always bad. True. She was good on all my children. True. On GH, she's bad. And we did an entire thing on Alex Merrick last October. So mm-hmm. October 2020. Oh, I did throw in there also. Do you wish he had been able to shed the bad boy lifestyle or do you love the evil side? Because I thought like once he really got into the evil stuff, he was a good... I liked him evil. I liked him evil. Yep. Yeah. Lots of people hoping for a twin. Lots of people just saying how much they love Wes and that he had shed the bad boy image. He would make a great good guy. He would have been a good guy and not a killer. Maxie deserves happiness. Amen. Best memory was when Vengel, Vengeful Obrecht had Peter tied up in the cabin and his hand was in killer mode. Oh, and his hand was infected and she was in killer mode. So many people said their favorite part was when he was found dead at the bottom of the stairs or put in the freezer. Wow. The hate is real for him. Real, real, real. Oh, one person. V more. I love Peter and I'm going to miss him. Oh, good job. Lots of people just wishing he had been redeemed and saying how much they hated him. But that means he was playing the character right. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, if you have that strong of feelings, then he did it 100% correctly. Right. I do wish he had been able to be redeemed, but I'm glad, like we talked about, you said it would have been great if he had just gone and then been able to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they shouldn't have shown us his body and then he could have come back at any time just like Faison did. Yeah, on Twitter, so many people... <laughs> posted i thoroughly enjoyed peter in the freezer <laughs> the most memorable memorable moment of this awful character finn pushing him down the stairs oh my gosh seeing him dead in the freezer this was we even got a lot of retweet wow <laughs> that's hysterical oh i can't go through all of them that's one thing i don't like about twitter you can get like sidetracked that you can't even it's just too much yeah it just doesn't take it's not a clean follow-through right all right so anyway enough about twitter so that's pretty much it. We're not going to read all of them. There's a lot, but that's the general gist. Yes. Is Most people agree they did not like Peter. And they didn't need to hear more about him. Yes. And this will be helpful eventually. It will. Yes, I agree. I need it done while people still know something about him. Yep. So join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet with a peer. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.